0: Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a-comin', it's rolling around a bend And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison And time keeps dragging on
1: Hello, everyone. Just wanted to give an editor's note that we have a few technical difficulties... Uh, they're here and there, not too bad, but just wanted to give you an update. Otherwise, enjoy the episode and go Titans. All right, here we go. Primetime Titans, it's JG.
2: And I'm Pettit. And I'm Robert.
1: And, uh, well, here we are. Uh, I would like to congratulate someone as we start. Uh, Congratulations are in order for our friend John Pettit who has now finally witnessed a win against the Bengals in person for the first time in four years, years, like
2: how? At least. I don't know when we played the Bengals prior to to Joe Burrow, but I've been to every Bengals-Titans game since Joe Burrow, and we've lost every single one of them until yesterday.
1: Let's go. (laughs) Until yesterday. It was so uh, bad, and
2: I think we were favored in every single one because, I mean, the big first year was when Joe Burrow was trash. They literally, or the Bengals were trash, and then that was like T. Higgins coming out party, and when Adam Humphreys died on the field, if you remember that, uh, it was in Cincinnati. And then it was so bad that I was not planning on going to the game because I'm like, that's an automatic loss. And then I, I changed my mind. I was I was driving back from Knoxville with, with Trap and Belcher and Trappley goes, Are you going to the game? And I go I go, No, I'm 0-3 against the Bengals. Even if I got tickets, I wouldn't I wouldn't go. It wouldn't be fair for the team. And then less than ten minutes later, I get a call from my sister and goes, I have four tickets if you if you want to go. I go, All right, I'm in. <laughs>
1: I when you when you text me to go to the game. I didn't even think about – I ended up not being able to go, um, not going. But when you text me to ask, I thought to myself, why is Pettit doing this to himself again? He's going to hate himself for this. He's going to witness another Bengals loss. Um, Because as – I don't know. We'll get – Pettit, we'll get to the game experience, but I want to get to Robert as well. But uh, as well as getting to Robert, I do want to – say too, if you listen to the Browns preview or the Bengals preview and the Browns recap, you definitely know that Robert and I are probably air, about to air, eat air, some of our water. words <laughs> because that was ridiculous and not expected. And I, I did say it was a variable game, like a typical variable game, but I did not expect that. And so Robert, I just wanted to get to you. Are you about to have to eat your words or are you still not satisfied? I, I, you got to we got to hear from you.
0: All right, I got two things that I got to say real quick and this is the only time I'm going to mention them. Oh All gosh. Right? Only time I'm mentioning them. Short short week for the Bengals. They played on Monday Night Football. Joe Burrow's calf. There. We got it out of the way. Not talking about it again. I don't care about those things because the Titans are back, baby. They draw me back in. All right, listen. Week four in the NFL has a history of making me look like an absolute idiot. Absolute idiot. Pettit, do you remember Week Four, 2020, when we played the New York Jets? Or it might have been 2021. We yeah, went. 2021. We went to. Uh, I remember. That like <laughs> say and you and I said, not even worried about it. We're looking next week. Going to be a big-time dub, and we got waxed. Remember no, that? We,
1: we actually, I think we could have.
2: It came down to the field goal. Yeah, I think we lost
0: that Jets team, that is a waxing to me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And then last year, you know, we played the Colts in Indianapolis, I believe. I don't know how crazy last year was. We, we-
1: won, but they came back on us. Yeah.
0: This year, baby. I said one and three, no chance. My score prediction was 28 10, Bengals. I thought the king was dead. I thought our O line was going to get dominated. I thought our corners were going to get dominated. And boy, we came to play yesterday. I don't know that all our problems are fixed. I certainly have not got all in on Tannehill now, but we have a fighting chance. And we have a chance to make the team or to make these games fun again. And that's what yesterday was. It was it was fun again watching the Titans. And that's all we can ask for, okay? it's all we can ask for is to be entertained on Sundays. And that was entertaining. Derek looks back, had a nice 30-yard touchdown run, averaged over five yards of carry. Andre Dillard had some struggles, had the illegal man downfield penalty that brought NWI's you know, long catchback. back. Um, and Tannehill, man, look, when Tannehill gets protection and he's on time and in rhythm and you call good plays for him and you call play action, he can do it. He's He can do it. That's never been a problem with Tannehill when he gets protection. Um, so hopefully <laughs> – I'm just laughing. What?
1: <laughs> just one ge- – <laughs> The one game against the Bengals yesterday – has, it's, it's not just Robert, but it has Robert right now in a completely different mood. Totally different. I mean, we were, you weren't there, but Robert and I were literally like, hear us out listeners. We're not there yet, but if we can get Caleb Williams, Robert said we are guaranteed exciting football until 2040. That's how I
0: still believe that.
1: that. Which still could be the case. It still could be the case. Like, Caleb Williams would be awesome. But in terms of yesterday and what that did for us, completely turned us around. I think you're right about week four, uh, saying a lot about a team. First quarter, essentially the first quarter. I know there's 17 games now. But first quarter of the season is done. Uh, We're 2-2, and which is – Totally fine with me. After what we've seen, also it's just hilarious too that my beginning of the year score or beginning of the year schedule prediction was it was it would be two and two at this point, but I got the wins and losses completely wrong. They <laughs> were flip flopped. Um,
0: I also think you got to say pre before the season started. If you looked at our first four games and said you got you should got to go two and two. I yeah. mean, you beat. You're thrilled with two and two. So. Right? Twenty twenty one Saints Browns Bengals. Go ahead.
1: What was that, Robert?
0: I'm just saying Saints, Chargers, Browns, Bengals. Chargers may not be as good. I mean, I know they're two and two, but they look like they have some issues. We knew the Saints were gonna have a great defense. We thought the Bengals were gonna be a juggernaut, so you're basically like you gotta win two of Saints, Chargers, and Browns. That's not even getting into our weak division
2: yet. So, yeah, else? we uh, we are we have probably the easiest schedule in the NFL, I would say, <laughs> every team. I think we came into the season with a, an easy schedule, and I think it's only turning out to be easier so far. Um, honestly, what's actually turning out to be slightly harder than expected is our division. Yeah, I think yeah. I mean the The whole division is tied, uh, two and two, um, and I think we're actually technically based on the tiebreaker last, um, just because we everybody else is one and one in the division, and we we haven't played a division game till next week against the Colts. Um, but honestly, to get into the game a little bit, that was by far the most complete game the Titans have played since. At least sometime last year. I don't even know what game last year, but I mean, I don't, I can't. Yeah, Packers game. That's a good, yeah, which was the last win prior to the Chargers (laughs) game. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of a single player on the team that had a bad game. I, I can't think of one. And what's really exciting is it's like, okay, this is also the most healthy a Titans team we've seen in a really, really long time at this point in the season. And we can hope to get Skaronsky back next week and Petit Frere back next week. So it's like we might only be able to improve. Normally it's like, okay, we're only going to get worse with guys getting hurt at this point in the season. We might be getting better. So uh, there's there's definitely some hope moving forward.
1: And uh, is it a little concerning that Pettit didn't even think to say we will get – Traylon burks back
2: oh yeah we are on Traylon burks and i don't i have no idea where we're at and i this might not really even help us very much but caleb farley i i don't know if he's okay or what and another person i also didn't even think about which i am not convinced is maybe even a real person at this point but caleb or kyle phillips (laughs) (laughs) well yeah mason kinsey is the new kyle phillips I, mean, I really don't know if he's a real person. I think maybe it was Mason Kinsey that just dressed up as him at the beginning of the season last year.
1: <laughs> I saw some uh, crazy, like, uh, there was some sort of Mexican trial testifying thing saying that Kyle Phillips was actually real. Uh, so he is real. Um, that was a joke about
2: the U.S. So someone saw him somewhere.
1: Anyways, uh, back to our regular programming and back from my horrible joke. Um, I do want to jump into the game because the game was really fun. Last week with Robert, with the Browns, I jumped into the game right away, like literally two seconds in. I don't know why, because it was the worst. And now it's taken us a little bit to get into it. Um, but really, we're just reeling off this win. I mean, 27-3, we, basically, we literally flip-flopped our score uh, from last week. And Pettit also is saying right before this the Browns also scored three points this week, which is kind of funny. Um, but and yeah, they lost 20 the Ravens, yeah, they lost to the Ravens 27 yeah. um, They held
2: us to three points, they scored three points next week, and then we held the Bengals to three points. So, weird <laughs> triangle. And the Browns have held the, held the Bengals to three points, yeah, really? Wow, yeah, in the first, first week, season. so. Titans are also undefeated when we score a touchdown this season.
1: <laughs> That's it. I love hearing that. Um, so here's my thing. I'll say my quick thoughts real quick. Um, I'm watching the drive, first drive, and I'm first off. I didn't love the the penalties that were called that drive. I thought
0: here well, we had the ball or the Bengals did.
1: Bengals had the ball first the ball, yeah. drive, and I'm thinking to myself, here they go. They're driving down super easily. They were this moving is, it.
0: No, problem. they were.
1: This is not going to be fun. They found the rhythm last week against the Rams. Here they go, and then Amani Hooker almost makes that interception, oh, which yeah. I thought that was huge. And then we they make you know they kick a field goal. That is, I thought to myself, classic Ben don't break defense. We are back, but let's see if we actually do something on offense but I like I actually like the start we hunkered down and we made him kick a field goal did I think that those were going to be their only points the rest of the game absolutely not that's amazing and then Tim Kelly okay can we just talk about it right now in Tim Kelly was back. in his back the guy was the guy was playing Madden on a rookie rating like he was crushing it one of my favorite sets of plays he was doing was when we would do play action and Aaron Brewer would like do, he would kind of do, he would snap it and then he would kind of chip and then come back out and roll out. And like yes, be second help on left, the left tackle spot, Yes, which I thought was beautiful. I mean, it was and, awesome.
0: And you know, they specifically are designing that for Andre Dillard.
1: Yeah. Help. Against Trey Hendrickson. Absolutely. Um, I thought, uh, Say no more, Robert. I know you hated this man for years. NWI, I mean, do you mean wide receiver one? Uh, Derrick Henry, is he back? I think he's back. Listen to these stats. This doesn't include his one playoff pass. Six for seven, 25 yards, and three touchdowns career in his passing stats for his career. It's pretty good. Supposedly they tell him, go be Peyton Manning. And he was. Um, do we have the best running back duo in the league? I think we might. Um, yeah. Travis, with the
0: Dolphins, though. I was about to say Dolphins.
1: <laughs> uh, Raheem, out Mostert, out Raheem Mostert, when you think about it, is a hot pile of garbage who's 31 years old and is worse than Derrick Henry. So ours is better. <laughs> Thank you. Travis Gibson uh, had the yeah. strip
0: sack. Where did he come from? <laughs>
1: So it was funny. was a up. bear.
2: Yeah. He was a Chicago bear, right?
1: Yeah. Pettit and I talked about him uh, at the beginning of the year when we had like just claimed him off waivers.
2: Yeah, um, you were pretty big on him. I,
1: yeah. I don't know why they dropped him, but, and I don't know why we're just now activating him because Harold Landry is still like,
2: he, he be, three he snaps, coming back from right? ACL. I think I saw, he only had three snaps. Probably. And I one was a sack. It wouldn't shock me talk about impact.
1: So he was great. I thought the, uh, Murphy, I can't remember his first name. He was activated too. He was oh. the, Come on.
2: No, 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 not
1: Murphy bunting. Um, but he, he, he was. Hey, hey, place. Yeah. yeah. And hey, so I don't know. I thought like the game was awesome. Uh, we disrupted Joe Burrow, the entire game, Aziz Alshire everywhere. I thought Jack Gibbons had a pretty good game. Uh, it was It was awesome. That game was awesome. I literally I, I tweeted this out. I said, last week, they the the I was at a family party watching the Browns game, and they were making me want to throw a piece of cake across the room because I was so angry. This week, I literally was home alone, standing in front of the TV, jumping and yelling <laughs> because of the Titans. like that that game was awesome. That was awesome. I'll let one of y'all go, but that was awesome.
0: All right, I got, I got a couple stats for us here. Okay. So I'm with you. On that first drive, first quarter, when the Bengals were moving down the field, I was worried, very worried. Um, But I think the difference in the game is this right here. Titans were 8 for 13 on third downs. Bengals were 2 for 9. On fourth downs, we were 1 for 1. They were 0 for 1. So combining third and fourth downs, they were 2 for 10. We were 9 for 14. That is incredible efficiency right there uh, for the Titans. And we had 400 total yards offense. They had 211. We had 227 passing yards. Look at that. They had 139. We had 173 rushing yards. They had 72. 6.5 yards per play for the Titans. 4.1 for the Bengals. We did allow three sacks. So, you know, our, our issues are not... Gone. I think they're just covered up by the fact that we were making third down conversions. We were having hitting long passes. We could run the ball. Listen, when we can run the ball, we're a different football team. We saw last week Jim Schwartz, that D line, you know, tackling Derrick Henry behind the behind the line of scrimmage. If you if you can get Derrick Henry behind the line of scrimmage, we know this, right? We've known this for years. You can get him behind the line of scrimmage, keep him from getting his legs moving. You can stop him. All right. But if you let Derrick Henry get like two or three yards downfield untouched, you know, that's going to turn into eight yards real quick. So that's our offense. If we can get him moving, it's still not a modern, necessarily modern offense. But I got to say, what I love about Tim Kelly, like every week we're seeing new formations and new little wrinkles in the run game. Like this week, the wrinkle was one of the wrinkles was we would do that two tight ends both in a wing position on the same side and they would motion the far tight end back behind Chig. So like basically uh, Wesco and Chig would be next to each other. Wesco would be toward, you know, closer to the sideline. Chig would be closer to the ball, but they'd be right next to each other. And then Wesco or Wiley would all of a sudden loop around Chig and start running down the line of scrimmage as soon as the ball was snapped he basically becomes the kick out uh on the nine technique or the defensive end and if that defensive end tries to spill it which means like get his get his shoulder his his outside shoulder underneath to force the ball outside no problem chig would just wrap around and then get the backer we saw that a couple times Derek would just run wide and have you know 15 20 yards to get if that defensive end tries to uh, maintain his position and it turns into a kickout block Then shig no problem just runs and it turns into like a power uh a power play so
1: and i'm pretty was, sure wiley i'm pretty sure on the derrick henry touchdown uh run wiley like kicked out trey hendrickson had a huge block there so yeah you're yeah. right
0: wiley's starting to play well got his first touchdown um you know starting to look like it like a like a successful pick there for the titans
1: which is reassuring because in the preseason, in the first few games, he was not not looking great. Um, but, yeah.
0: And the other wrinkle we had was a little uh, Mike McDaniel flavor. Y'all remember um, – I remember seeing this for the first time against the Patriots where Mike McDaniel would have his uh, fullback or his running back start in sort of a wing position and then motion him wide, full sprint towards like the wide receiver or – towards the sideline and then snap it. We started doing that a little bit with Tajay Spears. I'm not really sure what it what it does, but it's cool. Tim Kelly's obviously, you know, Mike McDaniel's a really good person to copy.
1: Yeah. One thing, it. one thing before you go, sorry. I will not allow us to dismiss uh, two players on this play. The trick play that we tried, Tannehill missed that throw. That was a little too far. And DeAndre Hopkins, if you're telling me, he didn't look old on that then you're lying he, he kind
0: of yeah he kind of looked a little up.
1: but it was i thought i thought it was Tannehill's fault it wasn't it wasn't a great throw he was there and we should have made it
0: he could have laid I'm, out for
1: it i think i'm glad we're we're not having to worry about that but i can't let that go by pettit i'll let you go
2: i was gonna say um i'm watching the <clears throat> the play that you were talking about john Garrett, where aaron brewer uh swings back out um It's actually a very interesting play. I don't know if I've ever actually seen no lineman do that. But, yeah, the center, basically, it's a play action. And he steps forward, snaps it, and then swings around. And Chig is actually the one blocking out wide, not Andre Dillard. And they both just, basically, Chig just covers the inside. And then Brewer just covers him from Tannehill. And then Tannehill had... A couple seconds in the pocket, and then Nick Westbrook Eakin just is wide open for about 20 yards. So it's actually like it ends up being an interesting play, just because I think like with a better O line, I actually think Tannehill would have had maybe a minute in the pocket, but (laughs) he had enough time in the pocket to get rid of that ball and you know make a, um, a great play happen. So I do think Tim Kelly is starting to figure out the uh, strength and weaknesses of each player a little bit and yeah getting creative with how to you know make the most of everybody's strength and weaknesses a little bit so we'll see i mean the Bengals' defense coming into this i think i don't know how they i mean they've been really really good i don't know how good they've been i think they've been like a top 10 defense probably i'm not entirely sure on that but it is interesting to see like i mean can he? If he can do that against a really good defense, can he do that against a really bad defense and actually just obliterate them pretty much? So I think the Colts game is going to be very interesting. Colts have been kind of similar to the Titans in terms of just inconsistent. Um, So it could be a really fun game to watch. But yeah, again, nobody nobody played bad on the Titans. And I think Jeffrey Simmons, to me, it was the guy that stood out. Being at the game, Jeffrey Simmons got into it in the first quarter. I think it was like the first like three plays with uh, the o lineman on the Bengals. And everybody was like, you just made Jeffrey Simmons mad. <laughs> you remember they did the uh, – they both got unsportsmanlike fouls. It was like yeah, if I they that. get I remember, one more, remember, then they get ejected that. from the game. And it was like, okay. And then Jeffrey Simmons, no joke, just bull rushes the next play and almost gets to Joe Burrow. And you can tell he's just like, I'm ready to go. Dude came yeah. to play. And he was actually out on the play where Derrick Henry threw the touchdown. That's right. Yeah. yeah
1: we, we brought they, and I that. think it was like I, a
2: decoy. I think everyone kind of thought maybe we were going to throw it to him. But yeah, he played He played lights out. I think he only had one sack, but he was an absolute problem for the Bengals.
1: Yeah, he, he had a sack. Arden Key had a sack. And then Gibson had that strip sack. Um, so, Pettit, was the, it sounded like... Throughout the game, it sounded pretty loud. How uh, the crowd, like, were we getting into it? How was the atmosphere there? Was it, was it, did it feel concerning on that first drive? Was everyone kind of like, oh, here we go?
2: Um, I wouldn't say the crowd was like crazy loud. I don't really. I think the second quarter was kind of when you know everything kind of started to click. Um, There was a lot of Bengals fans there, so it wasn't like this. When it wasn't – when when it could have been pretty quiet, Bengals fans were loud. you know what I mean? It was kind of the opposite. Yeah. So their fans came out kind of hot in terms of cheering and everything. And then, yeah, we kind of started to pick it up in the second quarter. And then the start of the fourth is when they kind of did their hype videos and in-game stuff that I think a lot of people kind of got into it. Um, again, I don't know. In-game experience is always pretty similar. There wasn't really nothing – that special that happened. One of the most special things that happened, that I thought was cool, is they did a a dachshund race with these dogs at halftime. You know the little <laughs> wiener dogs. Yeah. They did a halftime relay, or not a relay race, but like a, a. There were two heats, and then they they combined for the last heat, the championship heat, and then they they ran. And my boy Angus won it all. So. Uh,
1: <laughs> Congrats to Angus. Why didn't you tell? Yeah. Him- Why are you just now telling us that? What the heck? We're trying to give our props to Angus. uh,
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Maggie, Maggie Lynn tried her best, but but (laughs) Angus won. Um,
1: Yeah, I mean, like for Bengals fans, it's an easy drive down. They've beaten us the last few times. They're probably thinking this is going to be a a really fun game. We make a trip to Nashville uh, but turns out you're heading to Broadway a little sooner than you thought, so you can shove it. <laughs> uh, and what was it, that Karis guy, the guy from last year, like up yours as he was leaving the field yelling at Titans fans? Well, yeah, well, up yours now. I'll say it to your face as you're about to sock me and beat me up with one punch, but I don't care. Get out of here. Finally, we get a win against the Bengals. It feels great. 27 3. Uh, one thing I saw, first off, oh, also, another thing about Tannehill. That interception was horrible. What was he doing? That was bad. Uh, it was almost like a punt. Um, and then you also, know. the third quarter, we literally start out the third quarter with like an 11-minute drive. Like, And the Bengals kept doing bonehead penalties, and that was done by them. Um, kind of let us keep going on the drive. But, I mean... This game, it's one of those games where, you know, Jeffrey Simmons tweeted after last week, um, we'll figure it out, we'll be okay, come back next week, you know, no excuses. And uh, I know Paul Karski tried to act like he was making excuses in his post-game interview, and Jeffrey Simmons actually clapped back on him on Twitter. Uh, I know Titans fans like to see that. Um, But, like – this was amazing. We 27, three held the Bengals to no point or no touchdowns. Um, kind of gave me a, it felt like, uh, petty, petty and Robert. Y'all remember the game against the chiefs in 2021 where we crushed them. It might've been the same score actually. And, uh, Derek Henry did have a touchdown pass in that game as well to Michael Pruitt. So it gave me kind of vibes of that. Um, Bengals, are they going to be, you know, are they going to figure it out? Are they not going to be as great the rest of the year? Who knows? Who cares? Huge win. Um, One just
0: thing real quick on the Bengals. So, yeah, I said I wasn't going to mention it too much. Or I said I wasn't going to mention it again. I'm going to mention it because I think it's important for Titans fans to understand this. Okay. The Bengals went to SoFi Stadium last week. Yeah. Or Were they in LA, or were they? Yeah, in- yeah
1: they, they. I think. Uh, well, they might have they- been at
0: home. Let's see. Let's see.
1: Oh, uh, they were. At, they were at home. They're at home. Okay. Yeah, because I remember their fans like wondering what was going on at the start.
0: Okay, so they're at home. Monday Night Football, short week. Travel to Nashville, no big deal. Now they got to go cross country to Arizona. Week five. I know Arizona seems like a get right game. Okay? Arizona's not bad. We could see That's the Bengals, nice. we could see the Bengals starting off 1 and 4 here. But yeah, I don't want Titans fans to get too too high on this team. I think last week was was low, this week was very high. I think the reality of this team is somewhere in the middle. Okay, I don't I don't think we're going to see that every week. I think there's a nice saying in the NFL. I bring it up every year. There's about three games a year where your team plays way better than they should. There's about three games a year where your team plays way worse than they should. And your season is defined by the 10, 11 games in the middle. All right. When When you get those close games, how do you perform? Can you make the big plays? I fully expect next week to be a nail biter. All right, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a down to the wire type game. Division rival, we know this. It's the Colts, but um, as much fun as yesterday was, we still have issues. We still have problems. Let's let's see let's see if we can put multiple weeks like this together. Let's start stacking weeks. All right, I don't want to be like, oh, I don't believe this team. I do. I believe in this team now. They they've shown me something, but we got to do this every week. You know what I'm saying? We've got to. We've gotta stack weeks we got to get consistent um, before I'm really ready to buy in to this team
1: also like I don't know about you Robert do you do you feel weird at all feel bad at all about how much of a roller coaster this team has showed like the last week has felt like an absolute roller coaster do you and I feel like that has led to us being a roller coaster on how we talk about the team. Totally. Do you feel bad at all? I don't feel bad at all. I don't feel weird. It's like, it's just authentic. like I said, I said it in the Browns in the Browns after the Browns game, that episode, I said, I'm not even going to apologize because the Titans are doing this. I don't want to talk about them this way. I really don't. I don't want to be down on them, but the it's the Titans fault. Well, right now it's the Titans fault for me. Acting like I have the best feeling in the world right now, you know. I mean, the Vols just won a Super Bowl Saturday night, according to Spencer Rattler, and then we just go out and beat a Super Bowl caliber team. So of course I'm gonna be reeling right now. And I was at the game, so if my voice is a little hoarse, I was at the Vols game. My voice is a little hoarse. That's why, because obviously I was at a Super Bowl and we won. Um, uh, like. It just, it, it's the NFL week by week. It can be, it can be different. They've, they have, uh, whether I like it or not, whether we like it or not, they have pulled us back in the Titans have drawn have? us back in here we are. And we've got a huge game. Uh, I think we were talking about the division. We haven't even gotten to those games yet. And our division was supposed to be pretty weak. I don't know if it's that weak anymore. CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson are looking good the jaguars are kind of starting to figure it out i think well no the rams beat the colts yesterday so uh not every division not everyone in our division won but like you said robert we are two and two so i don't know and i think last year or in 2021 remember when we went to uh we went um we were two and two after in 2021 we were two and two after the jets game and i think we won like Six seven. in a row,
0: yeah. I think it was six or seven in a row.
1: Yeah, it might have been seven because I, yeah, like you know, this, first quarter of the year is done. The, this is gonna be huge. The re, you know, what happens the next few games is really gonna determine how our season's gonna go.
2: Yeah, this went to yeah. me. Tom, go ahead, Pettit. Oh, I was just gonna talk more about the division now. Um. Yeah, you're right. Every single every single team in our division is is actually competitive. Now, uh, I think that has not been the case previous years, where you know, it's either the Jags that have been really bad or the Texans that have been really bad, where you know they're only looking at four or five wins in a season. This year, it really does feel like every single team in the division is uh, not necessarily amazing, but like the median competitiveness of the team is you know we're all flirting that you know eight, nine, ten win season um kind of all in that middle of the pack kind of range um so it'll be really interesting because it kind of what each division game is going to be extra important this year compared to previous years just with there's no true top dog um so and it's interesting that we haven't played one yet so this week's going to be huge and everyone else has already played two which is kind of crazy um but, every, I mean, everyone's beatable and everybody's, you know, we can lose anybody in the division. So, And it's also coming out that, you know, this AFC North team, you know, the Bengals, Steelers, Ravens, and... Um, Browns. Browns are trash. <laughs> I mean, they <laughs> might be the North worst race. division right now in football. They, they are bad. Um, you know, Browns are arguably the best team, and I don't think they're particularly good. So well the Ravens just beat him twenty seven three. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I mean Browns beat us twenty-seven three. So, so the, and we play the Ravens. You know, two weeks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the Ravens might 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 do what I thought the Bengals were gonna do to us.
1: No, it's a London <laughs> game, baby. We're gonna, you know, it's sh- that kind of thing. Rabel's gonna show his stuff.
2: Um, also to circle back to the Bengals game. Couple things that I I didn't realize happen is the Titans did not allow a third down conversion until the fourth quarter. So I didn't I didn't realize that they're uh, wow. I, I think they only had two third down conversions and they were all in the fourth quarter, which is a, a pretty interesting stat. If you do that against any team, you're you're you have a high chance of winning. Um, and then somebody that I think deserves a shout out that hasn't really gotten a big shout out is Sean Bunting Murphy. I think he's been great so far. Murphy I think Bunchy. he's been a – Murphy Bunting. Sorry, I always get flip-flop. Um, I think he's been been really great. Uh, I think he's team. your new favorite player, Pettit. Dude, I like watching him. I, I think he's been extremely helpful. I don't think he's like the greatest cornerback ever by any means, but I think he really fills his role well. I think he's been a great addition to the team. I mean – Obviously, the pickup of the year so far has been Arden Key. I think he's been exceptional. Uh, and then I think Sean Mun- Mur- Murphy Bunting is right there, uh, right there behind it. So both those guys have been playing really, really well. Honestly, now that we're getting into who you know might have played, you know, not the best games, I'd say Harold Landry was a little non-existent. Um, he just. Again, I think it's more that he didn't necessarily play bad as much as how much we're paying and his expectations. He's not meeting them at the moment. Yeah. Um, sure. And then I'm I'm trying to think of anybody else that was really all that noticeable, but I don't know. Kevin Byard played great. Amani Hooker played great.
1: Christian Coleman fine.
2: Played great. Jack Gibbons had a great
0: game. Yeah. On Murphy Bunting, um, he's like what you exactly what you want for a number two corner. Like he's physical. He's, he's fast. He's smart. He plays really hard. He would be, I mean, if we had a number one corner, it would be awesome. But Christian Fulton is not that guy.
1: Yeah. We got Caleb Farley coming back. He'll be our number one. I mean, I saw,
2: so live during the game was Roger McCreary and, and, uh, Murphy Bunting had a, uh, kind of a mix-up, a miscommunication on the play, and Murphy bunting right afterwards. It was like it ended up being like a five-yard gain, and he immediately was like, "Hey, you got you got to do this on that play," and just like coaching him through it. And then I mean, I didn't see a miscommunication between the defense pretty much after that, but um, it was just kind of cool to see him being like, "Hey, we got this. I see the problem. Let's work on it. It's not let it happen again," kind of thing. The That's only
0: the only right. third down. Like that, they conversion they actually got in the first half was because of a penalty. So it doesn't. Which wasn't spot. a penalty.
2: That was a BS call. Oh
0: <laughs> that was one of the worst. I mean, it's we've seen gone. some bad calls. I don't want to say it was one of the worst calls I've ever seen, but it was bad. Like was bad. he was barely touched him with his fingers, Roger McCreary. I don't yeah. know what they were looking at.
2: Oh, that was bad. bad. That, that was the ref you suck chant.
1: Yes, I was going to say Roger McCreary. Like he. Deserves a lot of credit as well He's He's been playing pretty well um, He's You know he's got his T-Rex arms But um, But he's still You know Chalk it up I guess I guess that's our thing We got Skaronsky and Roger McCreary With what people it, uh, say T-Rex arms But they're doing well Was Elijah Moulton what? out there? He was out yesterday He was What's hurt. his injury? Uh, I don't know but
0: I think a groin I yeah, I, I think. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of chalking it up, that uh, that game yesterday, that win reminded me a lot of 2021 Chiefs um, when they came in here and we just dominated them out of the blue. It reminded me a lot of 2021 going to SoFi Stadium when Derrick Henry was out and Kevin Byard had a pick six and David Long had a pick – almost six Um, just games like that from Mike Vrabel where it's almost like we come to play every single week and we play at a really, really high level and we'll catch these really good teams who aren't playing. They're just, they come in, they think they can go through the motions maybe against the Titans and we just smack them in the face. I mean, you really got to come to play every single week against us. We're always going to play hard under Vrabel and, whether it was us, whether it's because the Bengals aren't as good as we thought, I'll take it. But that win to me was like was a classic variable win where we just come out, we're playing harder than them, everything works, and it's just a nice and easy blowout win. Um, let's see more of that. That's my final yeah. message. Let's see more of it before we get too too bought in, too excited, too gung ho on this team.
1: Yeah. Because uh, we're
0: just we're very likely to come back here a week from today, Monday, October 9th, after a double digit loss to the Colts and be like, what is going on? Of course we <laughs> lose to a rookie quarterback. Michael Vrabel can't beat rookie quarterbacks. <laughs> that whole thing. Remember, I mean, yeah. let's be honest. That's a thing we've said before.
1: Yeah, that year. I you know, the Zach Wilson game that you're talking about. He was a rookie that year. They beat us. Joe Burrow's rookie year, he beat us. Like, um, yeah, no, I, that definitely is a narrative. Also, I don't know how I didn't know Elijah Molden's injury was going to be a hamstring, but it, it's a hamstring. So, <laughs> fire, fire our hamstring guy. Um, yeah, I guess moving forward, we can let's wrap this up with like a looking forward. What did this game do for us, other than bring us to back to the top of the roller coaster? Um, first that was my game in the snake draft so i am now one and one pretty huge to come out one and one against the browns bengals um but yeah just getting to it like what i guess now that we've done that what do you think from what you saw what do you think the outlook is now for the rest of the year what's our ceiling can we be that when it matters who wants to go first?
0: I'll go first. One thing I am a little sad about: about five percent of me was kind of hoping <laughs> that we could root for the tank. I'm not going to lie. There was about You're five
1: exciting per- football until 2040.
0: There was about five percent <laughs> of me that died on Sunday. That was genuinely hoping that we were one in four. Going into the bye week or one in, one and in five, and I could get all on board for the tank, and I because it just it's like a completely mind shift. You're just now rooting for the team to lose, but it's a bigger picture. You're like watching Caleb Williams film every single week. I'm staying up late watching freaking USC Oregon State at Pac-12 at dark. You know, there was about five percent of me that wanted that, and that's that's probably dead.
1: That doesn't shock me.
0: That is probably dead. Um, and you know what, it might be, that might be our own fault because I don't know who we're going to get to be quarterback next year. I don't know who we're going to get in the draft, but that's another problem for another day because for now, what this game means is that we are capable of putting on a good product. We're capable of running a fun offense. We're capable of having good defense and we're capable of winning every game we play. Um, I, don't think it means Ryan Tannehill is twenty twenty one Ryan Tannehill. I saw a lot of people saying, "Oh, it looks like the twenty twenty one offense again." Like, let's hold, on, let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. Okay,
1: let's see it more than just one game.
0: Yes, I don't know that that means the offensive line has fixed all its problems. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. I don't think it means Christian Fulton is the answer at corner. Okay, we've got some issues that are going to be exploited, and um, we're going to have to overcome them. We're going to have to overcome them
2: um i'd say looking to the future for the next you know two three four years whatever that looks like um something that i think we'll be able to rely on for a long time is this defense kind of like i was saying is you have arden arden key that's stepping up you have uh
1: al shire you know
2: al shire you have uh murphy bunting like you have these guys that are filling into this defense really really well um and so i think looking towards the future it's fun to say like i don't think we're gonna have a big problem with our defense for five years or something like that because these guys are good and people are filling into these roles and doing really well um people are coming from other teams and coming to the titans and doing better here which is which is fun to watch um so moving forward, it's like we have we have a cornerstone in our defense to, to rely on. Um, and then, you know, offensively, I think it's going to be. So I'm looking like, you know, pretty far into the future. It's going to be I mean, it's going to be a big change up next year. There's there's going to be a lot um, that's going to happen no, no matter what, good or bad this season. I mean, you're going to look at maybe a new quarterback. I don't know what we're going to, you know, maybe a new running back, um, you know, with, with Spears, you um, I don't I don't know what all that's gonna look like, but in terms of this season, I think the ceiling is, you know, probably eleven game, you know, eleven games is probably the ceiling. Going eleven and six. Um but like Robert said, I I do think we proved that you know, we can beat any team and we can lose to any team. So we're gonna be a week by week team. But I'm looking forward I I agree with Robert also at the beginning what he said. We're entertaining. And that's what we want. We want to be entertained by this team. And that's what we got on Sunday. And I think we're only going to hopefully get an even better offensive line moving forward. And I just hope that we're just going to be more and more entertaining. You know, hopefully more wins. But even in the losses, we'll be entertaining and, you know, be a team to talk about. But again, we're a week-by-week team. I think that's the best way to put it. Each week. I might be this high on the team and this week I might be this low on the team. Like it just, I can't decide until I see what happens on the field.
1: Uh, Just the reactions that we had, like the texts that we sent each other, like we hate this team. (laughs) This is the worst. (laughs) And now we're sitting here and. I said said that even against the chargers. Which is, it's true. I, I would agree with you that we 11 wins is, is legitimately possible. Now I think the biggest thing is, Do we see Robert keeps saying it, do are we gonna see this multiple times, multiple weeks? You know, can we can we string together some of these types of performances or are we gonna keep going back and forth? Yeah. Um and I don't know.
0: And even if we lose, can we look competent when we lose? Yeah. Like, imagine back to that Saints game if Ryan Tannehill hits one of those three wide open touchdown passes that he misses. Yeah, we
1: went we're we're three and one.
0: Right? We can't even we can't even play the what if game for the Browns game. We got beat so bad. So can we even if we lose to the Colts or the Ravens, can we look competent?
1: Yeah. That's can we, very look, true. Like,
0: can we look like we're a good football team in our losses? Yeah. That would be that would go a long way for me.
1: Yeah. I think the biggest thing is um that we learned after this game is if a game like the Browns happens again, we've gotta know and trust we got to trust Mike Brabel. We got to trust that Derek Henry will figure it out and we got to trust someone like Jeffrey Simmons and Kevin Byard on that defense to where we can flip it around and then have a game like yesterday. So I think 11 wins is possible. Uh, a good, I think that's a pretty solid ceiling. Uh, now it's possible because of the way we played yesterday. We could be doing this up and down thing and, and it, you know, keep going back and forth. It's, it's not going to work well. So I still don't know how I feel about the playoffs and if we would make any noise there. But I think with where I am with this team, I don't care about that right now. I don't, I don't want that to flood my mind because I week by week, baby playoffs. Yeah. (laughs) It's just week by week. And at this point uh, we got our mind focused on the Colts and, we will have that later in the week. Um, I think we, I think I want to end this with, with saying that, uh, he's back, you know, the King, the King is back. We had Gandalf working a little spell on him. Get that, get that demon out of him to where he's now back. Theoden and is, is legit. Again, he is King King. of uh, Rohan. Right. Uh, if you're a Lord of the Rings nerd, don't get mad at me. I'm sorry. I love Lord of the Rings. Um, my j- jokes and references this episode have been a stretch, but <laughs> that's what I want my players on the Titans to be doing so they're going to get some. hands <laughs> right. Speaking of the so.
0: king, real quick, <laughs> yeah. got to give him props. It took us 49 minutes at the end of the episode. He passed Earl Campbell for second all-time in franchise rushing yards. Um,
1: He's coming for Eddie.
0: Yep, Earl, Earl Campbell's record, uh, or second all-time record, was eight thousand five hundred seventy-four yards. Derek passed that, and the next guy is Eddie George at first with ten thousand and nine yards. So Derek's about fourteen hundred <laughs> yards away. Um, if we get that, Derek Henry, Derek can get there this year. We know we've seen it happen. It'd be Especially. wild. Yeah.
2: 1,400
0: from week five. <laughs> We've seen it. We've seen it happen. We have. Uh, that's right. Go
1: well, um, anyone else have anything else they want to say? Any other references to movies or <laughs> jokes or anything? You
2: no, know? I think you, you did a good job there. Did you know? <laughs> yeah, I
1: think I covered that for maybe four episodes worth of yeah. those. Um, all right. Well, Titans win 27-3. Let's get back on track colts game coming up and uh yeah i don't know what else to say at this point other than you know you can't blame me for being so up and down because it's what the titans have done so tighten up come out with the win 27-3 ted karras up yours i'm jg i'm Pettit, and i'm robert and we thank
0: y'all